funny, man. And that's just yeah. disgusting. Like, that's just disgusting. Like, that's kind of ash that you get, like, right after you, in the middle of the triple-digit heat of the summer, hopping out of the swimming pool, dry off, and no lotion. That's what that is. That's what that looked like. Like, that's... That's worse, bro. That's like a couple of days without lotion in your legs. <laughs> like, like, bro. You know, you little, like, you don't put lotion on yeah, for a few oh, days. Facts, facts, facts. That's, that's what facts. that looked like. Yeah. That looked like skin. Like, like that's, that's you know several... that episode. You know that episode of SpongeBob where he was out the water? And oh, he started like... drying up? <laughs> water. That was KD's legs, bro. I need, he said, I need it. <laughs> I need it. That was KD's legs. You are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Good. My check, my check. Oh, got I the, look uh, good. The Malcolm X uh, glasses on. I see yeah, you, my boy. Yeah, you know, I had to, had uh, to switch it up. Uh, Tay Diggs, unofficial stunt double looking ass, boy. <laughs> Looks good on you, man. Looks good on you, man. Appreciate it. Wait, hold on. Let me get a good look at Oh, yeah. Looking all married and stuff, man. I like that. You know. I like that. uh, Married life. uh... I can see, man. Yeah. This handsome, dapper looking fella. Married life look good on you. Look like a man. Three. I'm Oh no, we keeping all that in. <laughs> all that. I'm not trying to do no cat down do it over. Dang, we have to do this professional. We have to do this right. No, no. no. Keeping all, I always do keeping that. All keep, that in. I do that to keep myself, get myself ready. Anyway, really? You want to say that one more time? I do that to keep myself ready. To prep my my understanding. Okay. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Batman, I am Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Episode 67 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay F. Joined by my ace, my guy, my best man, Dane Beasley. Dane, what's up, man? It's just me and you this time. We do not have the wives um, to wow. the dismay of probably a lot of our listeners. Shots fired. Uh, I, yeah, um, you know that's gonna get back of, to them. They got a they got a large following now. Yeah, yeah it's gonna get back to them. I'm like when 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 are they gonna come back on the pod? And uh, you know. We need more stuff. I've heard we need more stuff than the sports. But well, this week, this week, dang, we getting back to the sports. You know what I'm saying? The the, the the heart and the soul of what we talk about on the daily. Mm. How <laughs> how are you doing, man? Mm. Interesting choice of words there, Deontay. <laughs> oh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Can't complain, bro. It's a uh, it's been a very interesting week. Very, I would say, a very restful week. But it's never restful as any of the parents out there of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast understand that it's never a restful when you know you're you're full-time you're always a full-time parent even the older some of the older parents that i know they're saying oh you you know you never stop being a parent no matter how old they get but the life of uh, as a father of a two-year-old he's kept me on my feet in the edge of my seat the past few days of course. so it's it's been pretty fun just a little lang lang yeah he's just he's it just uh, surprises and amazes me i, I was gonna ask so you that often. i was gonna ask you that like I know uh, recently we talked about stuff that he's done, like mm-hmm. just in general when I when we're playing on the game and stuff, and I hear him in the background, like what? Yeah, I guess you could, maybe this week something he's done or like something recently that made you yeah. just sit back and say, "Wow, this dude is smart." <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, today while I was 
sitting on my computer chair because I tend not to try to sit on the couch, the regular couch, because one, it sinks in really low. And two, I don't want to get too comfortable at the point I fall asleep. And then boom, he's running around the house by himself while I'm, you know, accidentally falling asleep. Right. So sitting in this computer chair, just, you know, go strong, just like this on my phone, just watching a two and a half hour compilation of uh, Elmo's world. And he's sitting on his slide or on his trampoline or playing his basketball goal or doing something else. And I look up, he's sitting on the edge of the slide with his feet, with his foot crossed over the other leg. And he's having one of the pamphlets open for one of the uh, <laughs> many Amazon uh, purchases that my wife has gotten over the you know course of the past few years. But I don't know what it was a pamphlet to, but he had it open like he was reading it. To my surprise, this time the, the words were right side up. It wasn't upside okay. down, but I'm sure he didn't know what any of the words were, but just stuff like yeah, that. Like little sophisticated stuff. stance. Yeah, like he's <laughs> he's seen me do that before, you know, prop my leg up. And it's not even so much as I'm trying to be sophisticated in my comfort of my own house. Most of the time I'm stretching my hamstrings when I have my, my leg crossed over the other one. So he's picked up on that somehow just, just by observing. Um, but as of recently, that's that has been the thing. That is that is funny. Oh, I know man. when I came to visit a few weeks ago, um, homie is all over the basketball goal. He's ready to take to the courts. <laughs> one other thing. <laughs> one other thing. Um, after when his mom got home not too long ago, a few hours ago, she took him to the bathroom. I started out taking him to the bathroom, and I was like, you know what? I need to I need to tap me out. And she came in there, and he came out, and he had his basketball sweatband on, his wristband on. One of uh, the birthday parties at one of his classmates, they got a whole bunch of Space Jam, LeBron James Space Jam themed gifts, and one of them was a, a sweatband. And he puts so he his, knows I don't, that's for basketball. He, yeah, he knows it's for basketball, so he puts it on and he's <laughs> ran it around the house, ran up like, bro, like you got a pickup game at the rec at five or something like it's like, it's like somewhere. Oh, you used man. to wear your basketball shorts under any <laughs> pair of pants ready to hoop. It's like what? They hooping? Bro, <laughs> we in the middle of an English class. What are you talking about? Like sit down somewhere. But yeah, he, that so he was did a, that. That's, that's that was a crazy that era. Was a crazy, uh, a I was crazy, just gonna say crazy era boys wearing basketball era. shorts under their pants, like ready to hoop at any time. Hey, hey here's the thing though. Uh I haven't done that in a while, only because Typically, you know, the past year or so, the the work or the the attire is work pants, work shirt, mm-hmm. work pants, work shirt. When I get home, basketball shorts, shirt. But when I went to when we showed up to the wedding, la- uh, was it wasn't last week. Uh, this weekend will make it two weeks. So it's like a week it and like a half. Last week, okay, uh-huh. two weeks ago when we showed the wedding, that. Saturday. That Saturday, I had the basketball shorts up under the sweatpants, just in case, just in case somebody randomly pulled up with the spot. I'm like, oh, we, we going? We we going? Where yeah. we going? So, and see, I yeah. should have hit y'all. I should have hit you up that morning. I, I, things were crazy that morning. I know, we had man. the hip hop aerobics stuff. You, I was. You I would have been asleep. I would have been asleep. Oh, oh, y'all already sleep. <laughs> I. We had this extravagant plan the night before. Oh, babe, because we're sitting in the bed, you know, talking like you know, talking yeah. and looking at each other. And I was like, "Babe, we're gonna <laughs> wake up in talk. the morning. Yeah, we're gonna wake up in the morning. We're gonna get a breakfast at six thirty. Yeah, where am I at six thirty? I'm asleep, knocked out. Wife, she'd already made her two trips uh, downstairs to grab food and bring it back mm-hmm. up. I wake up around ten, maybe eleven or so. Whenever I woke up, no, check out was at twelve. So it had to be around 10. I woke up around 10. I was like, I'm so sorry, man. And yeah. she's like, it's okay. Your food's over there. I was like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, you know, watching TV and stuff on, you know, and she, you know, took a look yeah. at that. But 
Yeah. So it, it, it ain't no thing, man. If anything, I'm still, I was still kicking myself in the in the leg for just fumbling, reserving on the spot where everybody else was at because it, yeah. it would have been so much more it was, fun. It was man. crazy, man. It was fun. It, but, it was an experience, uh, one that I will never forget and one yeah. that I will learn from man, in terms of reserva- reservations but, and reserving early. So <laughs> Yeah. Best weekend by far of my life. Once again, if you if you're listening to the pod, more than likely you're a friend of 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 the show, and you realize that hey, I got married, and it was crazy. Probably seen <laughs> pictures, videos on Instagram, mm-hmm. social media. It was definitely one of the best moments of our lives. And appreciate everybody that could come out and support and show love to us and all that good stuff. Also, we realize it is Thanksgiving, so once again, we want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there whether you're with your family or you're alone we appreciate you listening and hopefully we could be a part of your you know thanksgiving day we appreciate you so much and we're thankful for those that have been along for the ride dane it's it's been two years bro since we started this podcast uh Mm. november 21st of 2019 was our first episode i forgot to mention that um well i guess i wouldn't have been able to mention it last because it didn't come up yet but yeah man november 21st of 2019 our first episode of the duo sports and stuff podcast dropped and we named it uh uh it was brawls something dang what's the name it was it was alliteration something yeah Yeah, it's always cool the title because the old buddy had the chair in his hand about to do some damage no no Uh. it was uh it was when (laughs) miles garrett had hit old boy with the head. Oh, uh, I'm thinking yeah. about the other. Look, I'm thinking about the other podcast we had. You talking about the, other... talk about the Kansas brawl? <laughs> <laughs> that brawl, dudes on the ground like this, like yeah, that... yeah, man, yeah. Ten years or ten years, two years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we ain't that old. Two years of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. If you've been rocking with us since day one, we appreciate it. Excited for what we have in store. In 2022, Dane and I have been talking about some cool ideas that we want to do. So excited about that coming up. Um, On the docket for episode 67, Dane, it's been a while since we got to the sports stuff. So this is going to be a sports-heavy show. Apologize ahead of time that this is what we do. I ain't apologizing for nothing. You're going to get this sports. We're going to get sports going. S-P-A-W-T-S. Sports. You're going to get all of it. The sports part. We're going to start the show talking about the college football rankings that just got released this week. Um, heading into rivalry week before the conference championship games. Mm-hmm. Dane and I are going to finally talk about the state of our favorite NFL teams, the Cowboys and Broncos. Facts. Dane and I went to that game um, November week before our wedding, so November. I was there physically. I was not there six. mentally. Dane, yeah, Dane's first experience. So we're going to talk to Dane about his first experience at a Cowboys game. <laughs> uh, that should be fun. Uh, I think, Dane, you can remind me he made some kind of bet about the game. I don't know. You can let me know later. <laughs> uh, wow, fresh out the gate. All right. Look, what's they say? Keep that same energy when I see you in person. Keep, keep that same energy. Oh, most definitely will because I'm going to be asking for some. I want some. <laughs> uh, Hall of uh, Fame semi uh, semi-finalists announced for class of 2022. And then in our nerdy segment, Dane, today, yesterday, Wednesday, Hawkeye finally released the first two episodes of the new Disney Plus MCU show. So we're going to talk about uh, what we thought about the first two episodes. And of course, like we mentioned, it is Thanksgiving, man. So we're going to talk about our favorite Thanksgiving dish. And I also got a question for you later that I will not forget about 
how f- people feel about certain Thanksgiving, not even Thanksgiving in general, but like food etiquette and like the way people eat their food. Anyway, mm-hmm. your face is like, what are you talking about? I, I won't forget okay. it. But I'll bring it up. Um, so yeah, that's what we got on docket for today. So appreciate you guys again for tuning in, watching, listening, any of that good stuff, Dane. But on right. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday from Baltimore yeah. Summit. On Tuesday, tu- on Tuesday, Tuesday, my guy, the college football <laughs> rankings were released for Week Thirteen. Oh, and how they did not disappoint. Mm. They did not disappoint. What's, what's crazy? We've had the uh, college football rankings. Um, notes on our topic list for a while we haven't just, really got to them didn't feel juicy enough every time yeah. we talked about it, it just didn't feel like ah it just right. wasn't, what, the time wasn't right the time wasn't right and it seems like even in general i was talking to this today with my barber like the uh-huh. season it, football season in general always goes by so fast and i look mm. up right now man it's like one week left in the regular season then we got championship week and then straight to the you know bowl season so yeah man the uh, week thirteen rankings, Dane Georgia, of course, they've been the most dominant team in college football this year. Um, no, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. It's just a joke. Oh, oh, okay. I'm it's like, just a prank. Yeah, it's a prank. They, it's a prank. Defensively, they are you know they're the most unstoppable not, team so far. Without some, I think they're setting some kind of record. I don't have it in front of me, but it's like an historic defense of not giving up like. Over like they haven't given up more than twenty points a game, maybe less than that. Yeah, so they're the undisputed number one team in this college football rankings according to the committee, sitting at eleven and zero. Number two, Dane jumping Alabama, your Ohio State Buckeyes at number two. CJ Stroud, those that amazing receiver trio, Trayvon Henderson, still, uh, yeah, young squad. Um, I still can't find a comp for him, bro. His comp is gonna be. Tough. Who are we like, talking about? CJ? No, uh, Henderson. Because Henderson. This, oh yeah. CJ is. I have to give it a little bit more time because he's a very interesting mold, like or interesting player. I got a quick one that came to my mind, and oh. I know he's probably a little bigger than what this guy was. Okay. Uh, Mighty Mouse, uh, Maurice Jones, Drew. Oh, when he came out of I like uh, UCLA. He's both stocky, like stocky. But has that go, oh, and you know he has that power too. Yeah, him and didn't you say Doug Martin before in a previous episode, or was that another uh, running back you were talking about? We were about? talking about old buddy from uh, old buddy from Kansas, JB 3s team. Um, was it uh, Deuce Vaughn? Is that his name? Deuce Vaughn. Yes, Deuce Vaughn. Yes. We were talking about yes. player per, player yeah, comparison because right. I was like, but despite what he believes, I was like, bro, he's gone next year. He is gone. Like, there's no way yeah. he comes back. But he's gone. Like. Get that out your head before y'all try to run him into the ground because he's the Man. focal point of your offense and he you has know, been since he got there. But he's gone. Baylor played, like Baylor played them this past weekend, and that was my main thing. Like, if we stop yeah. him, contain or not stop, yep. but contain him, slow him down, you, you'll you'll win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had that big seventy-five yard run, and I was like, yeah, he's due for one he's, of those at least once a game. So he's going to the league. It's just a matter of yeah. how high he's going because he's right, full package. Um. How do we get on that? And I was talking about we, the rankings, oh, yeah. Travion Henderson comparison. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Ohio State, no, you you good, brother. Ohio State sitting at number two. Of course, Alabama comes in at number three at 10 and one. They, uh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, Ohio State with the big shellacking of Michigan State, 56 to seven, that catapulted them over the tie. I know you're happy about that. We'll get to it. 
Uh, Alabama at three. Cincinnati. Mm. Cincinnati finally creeping into that top four, undefeated, 11 and 0, with one game left. I think they play Houston, right, in their season finale. I believe so. I think it's Houston, which which they're ranked. Houston, Houston's a pretty tough team. Uh, They've been playing really well as of late. Uh, And then to finish out the top 10, you got Michigan at five, Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State, Baylor, Ole Miss, and then Oklahoma. So, Dane, when you see these these rankings, at least this top four, are, are is this what you kind of feel like is right? Like, did the committee finally get it right in week 13? I think they – it sucks that they it waited this long to get it right. But in my opinion, Bama shouldn't have jumped anybody when they did. I think it was two or three rankings ago, possibly. Maybe even – maybe two or three ranks ago. They, they leapfrogged Last somebody. Week. I was like, come on, bro. And then there was one of the teams in like the sixth or seventh or eighth. I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. Okay, um, so the first week, uh, the first rankings came out week ten, and Alabama okay. was two. They've okay. been two every week until this week. They dropped the three. Okay. It might have been one of those. Uh, it might have been one of those. Probably you, like you an AP the, poll. The beat writers, yeah, you know how the beat writers do their own like a their own synopsis and summary. This is what I think should happen. So. Yeah, it might have been a, it might have been that or an AP poll, but I remember reading once like, man, ain't that that ain't no damn. But the sooner we get to a consensus on the rankings, I think the better off would be, and they'll eliminate a lot of biases that exist because there are biases that exist. Um, but I'm just interested to see how this is going to work with Georgia and Alabama. That's what that's where my mm-hmm. curiosity lies. We've been in this predicament. We've seen this happen so many other times with multiple SEC teams you know, in the top five, hell, even the yeah. top 10, but to see, to see the, it like the, this, yeah, one lost team versus an undefeated team, like. Yeah. The SEC uh, is, is going to be the heavily biased conference throughout, absolutely. you know, we've, we've always seen that the past few years. And I think if Georgia goes on to lose to Alabama, Georgia's still in the playoff. They'll sit yep. at four. Cincinnati yep. will get dropped down. Um, let me see if I'm right. Yeah, Georgia will Cincinnati go four. would drop down to three or two. Ohio State will go to one. Bama yeah, would probably be just a reshuffling of that top yeah. four, maybe. If yeah. Georgia lost to Bama, um, if 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 Georgia beats Bama, Bama drops to two losses. I think mm-hmm. I think at two losses, uh, they should drop out of the top four, and maybe if Michigan or see Ohio State playing thing. Michigan, so see, Michigan Ohio, will be off too. Let's say Ohio State beats. Michigan. Let's say that happens. That drops okay. Michigan out of the top, at least the top eight. Yeah. Then we have Oklahoma Notre, State versus Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, you got Oklahoma State. Yes, yeah, well, I, sk- I skipped Notre Dame because they're independent. I just, you know, I have a large bias. Well, they're, like, they're oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm My just bad. saying I they're for, sitting. I forget every sitting freaking, there waiting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ah. No, okay. but what you were saying about Oklahoma State, like. You still have Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Oklahoma sitting there. Right Baylor there. has two losses. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have one loss. The winner, or excuse me, Oklahoma State's already in the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma gets in if they beat Oklahoma State in Bedlam on Saturday. Baylor mm-hmm. gets in if Oklahoma State wins. So there's like that outside chance that a one-loss Big 12 team, Big 12 championship team can sneak in over um, – 
maybe a Cincinnati, depending on how many top 10 wins or top somebody, 25 wins they decide to go by. Somebody's going to yeah. be pissed. It's going to be a group of like, SEC fellas that's going to be pissed, or a group of Big 12 that's after y'all get finished catfighting and beating each other up over right. the head with glass bottles, y'all going to come to consensus like, we deserve to be mad because there needs to yeah. be more of us in there. It, so somebody's going to be if pissed. I'm, if I'm like a Cincinnati fan and I see my team sitting at four, I'm, I'm happy, but I'm still biting my nails because, like, yeah. we've seen so much this year a lot and even in past seasons where the rankings can change like like that, like, they, they the criteria for which like a ranked team like Cincinnati's mm-hmm. only ranked win I believe has been against Notre Dame and that's pretty good for them but you got uh, an Oklahoma State sitting there that if they beat Oklahoma and then they beat a Baylor they've had like mm-hmm. maybe four or five top twenty five wins that the committee could probably see is better than Cincinnati only beat Notre Dame um, no, but it- I think Cincinnati being undefeated they they gotta stay at four in my opinion it is but. It shouldn't even come down to all this. It, it should be more than four teams. If we want to get technical, it, sh- it shouldn't be limited to four teams. The The whole premise of having a championship game is to leave no doubt that there is one great team and the rest of, you know, a hundred and some odd losers, essentially. Of course, everybody else, well, most of everyone else gets a bowl game, so they have a chance to finish the season off with a victory. But still... The end of the the goal at the end of the year, much like the Super Bowl, there is one team that won and 31 other losers. Uh-huh. It's the same way for college football, but the, they make the process so difficult by this weird, unheard of playoff format with only four teams. Uh-huh. So, I mean, obviously we have hope for the future, especially in, in terms of these players getting compensated in the way that we know they should have been compensated a long time ago. We have an already exist we have an existing playoff format that has been working for the FCS for years, for yeah. years. And of course the problem does come with additional added on games that causes wear and tear on the body, which is completely understandable. Um, but these guys, they want to compete. They want to compete and they want to perform at the highest level and they want to get seen. Why do they want to get seen? Because there is millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line in prestigious positions in the world, not the world. Cause it's not a world sport. America's greatest, not greatest pastime, one of America's greatest pastimes, and that's football. Yeah. To be seen on the big stage, the professional football stage. I said all that to say this, Deontay. Somebody's going to be pissed off because they didn't get that shot at the championship belt. And this problem is going to continue to happen until this expands. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've talked about it a lot about the different reports of when expansion is going to happen, how many mm-hmm. teams is going to be. I think we'll eventually get there. Like we finally got to the point where we got to four teams um, mm-hmm. before the BCS, you know, or after, you know, before yeah. it was the four teams, it was the BCS rankings and going off right. the computer system. Finally got to the, <laughs> yeah, finally got to the four team um, playoff format. And I think there's reports that, Maybe a twelve-team playoff format can come this year or next I season. Think, I think that would be twelve or sixteen or what thirty-two or you know something yeah. like something that provides them just more of the opportunity just for because yeah. you can eliminate you can eliminate all these situations where think, a team that's completely undefeated gets left out like your, yeah, your UTSA for sure. You know that, you, that yeah, helps exactly. So. You could take a like with twelve teams, you take the 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 Power Five champions. Mm-hmm. 
you take the highest group of five champion, and then mm-hmm. you go the highest get a play uh, ranking, <laughs> yeah, or you go the highest. Like after you have those six teams, the power fives yeah. and the group of five champ, the mm-hmm. other six can be at large based on their ranking. That's true. Like, and then Strength you got schedule, you know, all that type of stuff. Some actual right. stuff. That just has to be a better way. Like you would think. And I think I think they'll get there eventually because you had mentioned like money at stake. Like there's so much. Here's the thing. Uh, Like for it to take so long, these are, these are precious careers that are, they're playing, mm -hmm. they're playing with you. Like, this isn't just something like, Oh, you know, let's, you know, throw a few darts on the board. If it sticks, it sticks. You're playing with careers, like legit careers. Like there is, there is a guy that we have never heard of that's sitting on a bench somewhere. Maybe He's not even able to dress out every every week. We can't hear about this guy's name because of this particular playoff format that doesn't exist yet. And we'll never hear about this particular person because a few injuries don't happen or scholarships don't, you know, something doesn't happen. We never hear from this guy. There are stories like that every single year. We're missing out on it. The best of the best can't play because the best of the best aren't scheduled to play because of this format is atrocious. I appreciate it for what it is. I'm sure the guys who make it in the top four appreciate it for what it is. But if you want the best of the best, you have to have the best of the best. And we just aren't. Uh, uh, yeah. And I love to piggyback off that. You know how a lot of times during bowl season, you see a lot of players opt out. Like, yeah. hey, I'm going to get ready to play. I'm or skipping get ready out on play the bowl the game. Right. And if you think if we saw that expansion to maybe an eight team or maybe a There'll 12 team. There would be more incentive. There'd be way play. more incentive for play. Not to say that there is wrong for the players to to opt out of a bowl game. I'm not saying that Jalen Smith, prime example. Mm-hmm. It, if he doesn't play in that bowl, if, yeah. we, if he doesn't play in that po- in that Pro Bowl, there's no way he makes it out of the top ten. No way. And he was a fraction of the version of what he was that year with the Fighting Irish. Like he was one of the many scouts. You go back and look at those those draft notes from what 16. 2016, Mm -hmm. they haven't seen a player like that in a long time. He doesn't play in that game. He's a completely healthy guy, of course. We in the Nelson universe, but we we don't get to see that. But that's plenty enough reason. These players have the right if they want to play or if they don't want to play. Shouldn't be held against them. They're making businesses this business decisions. But yeah, I mean it's it's an an incentive, but you know I I wouldn't hold it against a player if they decide to sit out, even if it expands to twelve or sixteen or thirty-two or sixty-four or one hundred and twenty-eight. Right, one hundred twenty-eight. Whole whole FCS action. Everybody everybody makes. (laughs) Yeah, twenty. Was it two two months worth of playoff games? Would that be? That'd be insane. It'd be diabolical. Somebody's like shaking their hands like this though. (laughs) Somebody's put it out in the universe. There's like so much. I mean, there's two weeks with the end of the regular season, and then they mm-hmm. got championship week next week for like so much chaos to happen. Like usually, things go according. Like all these scenarios that can happen if this teams lose, like Notre Dame hopping up. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's so much opportunity to happen and chaos to happen these next two weeks. Like things could change next time we pod. Because you got Ohio State, Michigan this week, correct? Mm. Um, you could have an upset, you know, brewing out of where? nowhere. This, no, oh. I'm just saying in general, just in general. Did you put that um, evil on me, Ricky Bobby? No, 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 not not Ohio State. I was just looking at, you know, Notre Dame. They play at Stanford. Mm-hmm. Like, you no, know, Stanford is not 
And not enough good at all. But you never know. Every any any given Saturday, anything can happen that could shake up the rankings. You still got the Big Twelve title race to be, you know, claimed. Still got that going on. Mm. So I mean, the next two weeks are going to be crucial. Dane, uh, I didn't get to put this in the notes, and so I'm kind of throwing it in, oh, out Lord. of outfield. I apologize for this. Don't me. Well, you don't. Quick note: <laughs> we have there. This is a rare time in college football because we have. The University of Florida job open. Oh, <laughs> we have the LSU job open. We have the USC job open. Mm-hmm. We have uh, another power five. TCU is open. Tech is still open too. Or they got an interim type of situation. Tech, no, Tech. Tech got the guy from Baylor, our uh, associate head coach, um, Joey McGuire. He's their new head coach going into the next season. Show me um, the out of all of those jobs, or I, it's kind of like a two-parter. One, out of all of those jobs, what job you think would be like the most enticing to go to? That's including like prestige, location. I'd um, say I'm gonna give you two answers. Okay. LSU and USC. Here's the thing. LSU. That recruiting will be impressive. They will inherit some giant, magnificent, shiny, sparkling with diamonds engraved keys to that kingdom. The recruiting grounds is just so much talent. Just that state alone, they'll be fine. But that alone, of course, not even including the the culture that they have down there of celebrating. Um, but you won't need to go anywhere. You won't need to go that far. The boot, you'll be, you'll be completely okay and accessible to all the talent in the world, just in that state Two. USC exposure, all them 1130 at night games where everybody's watching, or at least I'm in the bed sleep, but national exposure, you have plenty of opportunity, not only to recruit, because it's it's such a market it's such a marketable program. They have a lot of cleaning up to do. There are a lot of um, dirty laundry there. They you know had to be taken out. But I think with the right guy to come into that program, they can turn it around and, and make it without blemish. Uh, so there's that. There was a time when USC and of course it was back in the day. This man makes me sound old. During the your your Reggie Bush days, your, you know, Matt Liner days, your Lindell White, Dwayne Jarrett days, like those days. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go back that far, your truck home, all of this. Yeah. yeah Mike, it's like, so I want to do, I want to, I want to know how many of the Mike Williams are possibly related. Cause there've been so many Mike Williams. <laughs> oh man. That's like the most common name. Ever. It is. But still, someone down the line. Hey, could, <laughs> right next could? to, right next to Michael Smith. <laughs> True, 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 true. Shout out to and, all Michael Smiths we know, because I feel like we know. And uh, I think there's two. There's at least two of them. Connor McGovern's. The Cowboys have one of them, and I think the Jets have the other one. But that's a super random one too, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but that for me at least, those would be the two. Um, I'm hoping because we have friends in all those fan bases, every single last one of them. So if anything. I'm not asking for chaos or whoever they bring into any of those positions, but for them to be satisfied and get the opportunity to like, just give those coaches a chance. Mm-hmm. Because 
the fan those every single last one of those teams fan bases are it's it's a it's a big deal every single last one of them so and that's the thing that's another part of it where i was thinking like man like there's never been a time like this where you had these prestigious jobs open but it also seems like a lot of the names that have come up for these jobs mm-hmm. these coaches are staying put like we just saw Mel T- Tucker's name was like up there for the LSU job he just signed like a 10 year deal today like they actually announced his deal today shout out to Mel Tucker by the way um Luke Fickle from Cincinnati was rumored to be one of those big jobs but for those big jobs, but now it's rumored that Somebody he's else. staying in Cincinnati. Uh, <laughs> Dave Aranda's name has been thrown out there from Baylor. Jason Garrett, really? I had not heard that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You live. Look, you've been in this area. You hear a lot of stuff from the the local beat writers in the. I, I'll say this, here. man. Jason Garrett needs to go sit down somewhere or get like an analyst job or some. He needs to go behind. Like a TV, nah. or like you know, what I'm saying, or in be, front of the camera, he, needs to he don't stay need to far, be coaching, man. far the hell away from any professional football team because <laughs> of unless, of course, somehow we get blipped back to the the 80s or the 90s, and he has expertise on what it takes to win a championship, and that's running the ball mm-hmm. and keeping the ball away from other teams. Other than that, running stop routes, <laughs> three yard stop routes when it's you know third and fifteen, that's not going to get I- you anywhere. <laughs> not ideal. Not yeah, but, sh- but shout out to the G men for figuring out in what twenty some odd games with the- took the Cowboys one hundred and thirty something to do. Let's fire a guy who is an outdated <sighs> scam artist, ski man, no ski bask, but hey, <laughs> somebody's got to get paid. So you know, well, you you you're 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 a great podcaster, Dane, because you just gave us the perfect oh, segue, the perfect segue to talk about. Our our teams. You you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Broncos fan. A few weeks ago, we went to the game. Um, the outcome was highly in our favor. Our meaning the Denver Broncos. We beat you guys pretty bad, thirty to zero at one point. Um, finished thirty to sixteen. First, before before we talk about the results of the game, as we mentioned at the top of the pod, this is your first time going to a Cowboys game in Cowboys Stadium you've been to a lot of high school games there obviously you mentioned that before but your experience Cowboys <laughs> game day in Cowboys Stadium you know Deontay the thing about it was would it being what three weeks ago it's really hard to remember it's very spotty all I remember is when I arrived <laughs> I was there for a few hours and then I left um I can't really tell you much other than that I mean the stadium is beautiful I don't know about the pricing. Everybody complaining about the pricing of food. I don't know. I didn't get any food. Uh, I pretty much lost my appetite, let's say, around the second quarter. But anyways, I had a pretty good time. I mean, thankfully, well, no, I was sandwiched between three different Broncos fans. Like, Yes, you were. It was insane. It was including your, Including your, uh, of course, I was there. Then your brother James was there, who's also a Broncos fan. Shout out to James. Unfortunately. Um. Can't save them all. You know, you a lot of times them. when you when you watch the the game on TV, the Cowboys games, and you hear the opposing fans like at the game, and people say, "Man, this sounds like a a, a visiting team, like a Eagles home game, a Broncos home game." Being there at the stadium, even before like we took the lead on you guys, it felt like. We were in Denver. I've been to like three games in Denver 
and it felt like a Denver Broncos home game. Hmm. Did you feel that same way? First off, thank you for your expert analysis, Deontay. <laughs> you painted the picture so well. It's beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Well, Yo, since I was listen, there, you can't tell. I love rubbing this in today. I haven't really had the clearly, chance to do that today. He, no, he didn't. He didn't take the opportunity to do it that day either. When it was fresh, we spent about an hour, an hour and a half in the car on the way back. You know, just trying to get back from the stadium to the apartment. He didn't take any time to do that. He didn't rub my face there. I saved it all for the all the content yeah, for the I, pod. I, I, you see, know. I see where we're going. Let me entertain you, if you will. You know what, Deontay? I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna keep it up. I'm gonna keep it hundred with you, my boy. When we picked those games, because we purchased those tickets back in May, and I was peer yeah. pressured. It was supposed to be just you and JB3 going to that game, but I was peer pressured. I felt wrong about allowing you two to go to this game in my hometown. Well, new hometown. Mm-hmm. Where I live at. Where I pay my taxes at. To just go to this game without me. So I was like, you know, what the hell? The Cowboys are going to be pretty sorry. I didn't expect anything of it. We were picking, you know, I thought we were going to be picking in the top five after this season is all said and done. I'm going to be 100% real with you, because I just wasn't convinced that one, my team was going to be healthy again, which, of course, I was right. They weren't healthy again this year, but that's beside the point. I told these guys, they asked me before we went into the game on your little IG Live, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't know what it's called. but We went whatever. live on the Duo podcast. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyways, um, you asked me, oh, what's the score of the predictions for the game, Dan? I'll say, you know what? I don't know, but I hope somebody gets beat uh, bad. <laughs> and you know what? I really wish I could take that back. Um, and I also wish I could have just stayed outside of the stadium because some odd reason every time so I go safe to that to say you won't stadium, you won't go to Cowboy game again. Oh hell no! I am in your lifetime. Correct. I will never go if it means that my team doesn't lose that particular day that I go. I will stay my black ass away from anywhere that's, in association oh, bro, with that. That's ATC. strong, man. You can't say never. It is. <laughs> Wednesday, November 24th, 2021 at 9.54 p.m. at about 17 or 18 seconds. I will not, Dane Beasley, be at another Cowboys stadium, or correction, be at another Cowboys game at the Cowboys stadium ever again for my life. You can quote me on that, sir. So at a Cowboys stadium, so you would go to a Cowboys game somewhere else, like a playoff game, Super Bowl? Nope, because there wouldn't be any chance for me to be traveling outside. You couldn't pay me. And I'm going to quote myself because I've, I've said this before. There's no way that I'd be entering that stadium again unless for some odd reason I'm filthy rich and I have no desires in the world what happens to this team. But So, listeners, is- listeners, you hear this. We broke him. We broke this <laughs> no, man. No. Hell no. No. <laughs> if anything, I'm not wasting. Here's the thing. What's I funny? Mind- I'm about to I'm about to rip up on the Broncos in a few minutes when you're done. Cause oh yeah, whatever. Don't try to don't try to be my friend. Uh, I'm right here with you, bro. I'm, here's the thing. Uh, watching your team get their ass kicked or their teeth kicked in, uh, it's very overrated. The experience is overrated. Would not recommend. Highly, highly would not recommend. Zero out of five stars. I would rather watch that from the comfort of my own couch because I can turn the channel, turn on some Netflix, watch something else, go cook some popcorn, eat some pizza, go on a walk. Play my kid, do something. But I had the joy of sitting there and just watching this the whole time. And guess what? The worst thing about it is I had to drive, so I couldn't just get up and leave because I left. I mean, I could have left these two guys. I would have made you look real salty, and I ain't like that. Plus, it, it just would have been really bad. Anywho, I'm a good sport about it, so I'm, I'm gonna talk about it. Here's the thing, Deontay. They played bad. They did the Cowboys professional organization did the same exact thing that their fans did 
they thought this game was going to be a cakewalk. It was going to be a knockout apart. And much like many of those people uh, sold those tickets because it was nothing but a sea of orange, filthy demons, demonic spirits, I see, the, in that stadium. <laughs> Why we got to be demons? <laughs> That's just what it was. I call it like a sea of balls. Anywho, there's a bunch of orange, demonic spirits in that entire stadium, and I was surrounded by them. And I had the covering the blood of Jesus on me, so I was good. However, I would not succumb to being peer pressured and going to another Cowboys game again, ever. Not even by my own little brother or my best friend, any one of you chumps. It's not happening. That was funny. So, next question. Okay. Any other smart antics you got on your chest? Yes, I got one more. I I, I, I feel like we made a bet. On that game, ah, you know, uh, yes, I did. I made two bets that day. No, no, that two bets. I agreed to two bets. Okay. The first bet, and let me set the record straight, because JB three tried to he tried to get it twisted. So JB three, if you're listening to this, don't think I forgot. I got the text message, screenshots, and the DMs to prove it. Made a bet with my brother, who happens to be a hopeless Broncos fan, much like myself, a hopeless Cowboys fan. Hopeless. We, yeah, we drafted rook, drafted defensive rookies. Of course, his team, the Broncos, drafted a rookie that I preferred based on the. A, you know, a position of need that I thought the Cowboys had in terms of cornerbacks. They got Patrick Sertain the second. We ended up getting Michael Parsons. I am on record multiple times, and I'm not denying it, that I did not like the pick, not because of the player, but just because of the character of the player. I did not like the pick. I was not supportive of it. I wasn't even supportive of training with a division rival to get the pick. Didn't like it at all. Not like it. Zero out of five would not recommend. However, we made a bet before the season even started. Whichever rookie played the best or got the defensive rookie of the year award the other person would have to buy that particular winner the jersey of that particular thing for example me being a cowboys fans when michael parsons wins the defensive rookie of the year award my brother james will have to buy me a michael parsons jersey he has that he's had the awards since maybe week three or four he and might be to that. He yeah. might be in the running for the defensive player of the year. Maybe. And I say that insane. a super, super maybe. Yep. However, the, the 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 bet that we have in question here is referring to one no other than Deontay Epps. I told mm-hmm. him with my black lips, I said, Deontay, when my team stomps a mud hole in your Denver Broncos, I want a particular jersey. I don't know which one I want, but I know we're going to the pro shop right afterwards, and I'm getting the one over here with the stadium taxes. You coming out your pockets an extra hundred dollars. It's probably going to be a Trevon Diggs jersey or something. I don't know. Something something cool. Of course, I you know, my mouth cast checked and my, my ass couldn't pay for it. So we end up losing the game. So I assumingly have to buy this guy some sort of jersey. Some yes. slimy, orange, and decrepit I've been thinking about it. Jersey. I've and, been thinking and thinking. I'm like, I'm, next time we pod about it, I'm going to tell him which jersey I want. And first it was Patrick Sutan. Because he's a rookie, he's an exciting rookie. And then I was like, no, man, I got to go to my roots. We both play receiver in high school. Oh, we no. just locked this guy up to a extension. He's not quite where he was last year, but he's, he's going to get balling. there. And by the time I get this jersey, he's going to be back to where he was. My guy, Cortland Sutton, Dane. Okay. I want a Cortland Sutton jersey. Thank what you, size? Uh, what, what size do you want? Make sure I get it. Two sizes, too small. Uh, I'll take an XL, buddy. XL. I let okay. it let it hang. I you got know? you. Extra small. Got you. All right, man. I got you. <laughs> right, look, Patrick. I, 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 I mean, no, not Patrick. Cortland Sutton. <laughs> Cortland Sutton. 
Yeah, he's, um, he's a dog, man. He's a dog. Yeah, I love I love Corlin Sutton. We actually locked up Tim Patrick too, which I was surprised about. Um, which gives us Tim Patrick, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler when he comes back, like weapons galore for any quarterback we decide to get next season. Um, I just don't want Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. I want Russell <laughs> Wilson now. So yeah. Anyway, uh Dane, you're a great sport, man. I love you so much. And next time you decide to be <laughs> for our for our listeners that aren't able to see what Dane just did to me, it's not <laughs> suitable for all. work. <laughs> not suitable for work. But I just had an itch my eyebrow. <laughs> on that note, Dane, we're going to go to both sides of my eyebrow. All the bad things in life had nobody else. I hate you. It's been a while since we did a nerdy news segment, Dane. Shout or out to Keith. Segment. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Keith. Nerdy <laughs> news segment. We're back. Hawkeye. The show that we have been waiting for for a very long time just dropped this week on Disney Plus. The first two episodes kind of starts with I feel like the way the show starts or I, I admire the way the MCU always tries to tie everything together, mm. tie everything together. Um, So we're introduced to the Kate Bishop character. Her as a kid back in 2012 during the events of the first Avenger movie with the Shatari coming in and the Avengers fighting them. And there's this particular scene where a young Kate Bishop, um, after you know witnessing her parents argue with each other, mm-hmm. uh, there's a crazy commotion Spoiler in the house. Alert. By the yeah, way, I'm, I'm horrible about that. Spoiler alert for sure. If you've not seen Hawkeye, I advise you to not listen to what I've already said, which I already started. So I hope you didn't. I hope you didn't do that. And so the Shatari is basically destroying their home, and Hawkeye saves this young Kate Bishop with an arrow. Um, but her father, at least we think her father, dies um, at the events or through the events of what happened in 2012, and so that kind of fuels Kate Bishop to become um, not a hero. She's not a hero, but, you know, she has all these trophies for uh, archery. Yeah, inspiration, um, gymnastics, all this stuff. Uh, black. She has a black belt, her mom said. And so that kind of gives us an introduction to who she is and what her motivations are. And that's the beginning of you know, what starts the first episode of the season or of the show. And then we get well, episode one, and then I, I know I'm talking, I'm rambling a lot, jumping in different think, places. Man? Episode one is more like, okay, who is Kate Bishop? Mm-hmm. You know, the there's a little Clint, yeah, there's a little Clint in there at the end, but episode one is ma- mainly focused on Kate Bishop. Episode two is where we kind of catch up more with Clint and kind of get where his where he fits after everything that happened after Endgame mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I like how how we we saw Clint in Endgame with the Ronin, you know, in his Ronin stage, and we always wonder. I know I wondered what when that would come back to haunt him. All the stuff he did to Avengers Endgame, and it seems like in this show we'll explore that more with um, 
the people that he wronged, not wrong, but you know, were on their bad side during everything he did during Avengers Dead Game with the tracksuit, uh, tracksuit mafia, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But the the first two episodes overall, I think were kind of slower but i feel like a lot of the disney plus shows have been like that with the exception of loki i feel like loki had the most it was so abstract and it kind of caught me off guard and we talked about this before i feel like loki had the strongest uh opener like uh episode opener for sure but Mm -hmm. i i think this hawkeye show is going to be dope i think it's very grounded which we have talked about before dane um and it's cool to see Hawkeye be the center. I know we got Kate, Kate Bishop, but it's cool to be Clinton Barton's character to see him be the center of a show, a product from the MCU because he's he's always seen as an afterthought with you know the Iron Mans and Captain Americas that we have, and it's cool to see him finally in the spotlight to get his his moment to shine. So, what do you think um, so far? The first two episodes, I was impressed. Um, I was very impressed because. Normally, in situations like this, when we have a brand, not it was, it's not brand new source material, but we're looking at an origin story of a young Avenger. Um, so normally, in a situation like this, as it's been illustrated in, in great detail by Disney, is we get a very slow, drawn out, maybe three or four episodes in before we get any type of credible action. But they didn't hold any punches, uh, literally. They got right into it. Um, I was satisfied with the direction they went, not only because we get this super unlayered, half-hearted, you know, introduction and motivation from a particular character, but it gets fleshed out in such a way that we can see the emotions captured by this particular person, uh, Bishop, and how she's not only inspired by Clint and everything that he's done in his life uh, up to this point, but she's at odds with herself um, because she wants to, she wants to do everything she possibly can to look like, Hey, I'm doing a good job. You know, can't you see, I'm, you know, can't you see without saying, without discrediting the character and that's what I'm looking for. uh, Minimizing her to having daddy issues. That's a a easy scapegoat. And nobody wants to do that because there's more layers to it than that. Um, But She's obviously there are foreshadowing events of her getting or seeking the approval of Clint because of mm-hmm. you know her being or he being the inspiration behind who she is, you know, turned out to be thus far. So I'm I'm cool with it. Most surprisingly, though, you get to see a few people from all sorts of walks of life in terms of movies and stuff. Or cinema, should I say? You got I mean, I'm not sure that's where we're going, but since we're on the topic, Kate's mom, she was one of the, uh, she was in scary, not, well, not was in, she's currently in, you've probably seen her in a few scary movies uh, in the past, what, 10 or 15 years. Wasn't um, she in Game of Thrones too? Wasn't she Alessandra, the, the, uh, the witch chick? Yeah. Wasn't I don't know. At her? It looked like her. I don't think it's her, but I'm just... I mean, I if it's her, she's rolling in money. She's rolling in some big, big, big Maybe money. Maybe I'm tripping. Um, but I mean, if you've seen her before, you probably most, you know, most notably know her from all the scary movies that she's been in, and even with um, 
Oh, she was in one of the Godzilla. Was it Godzilla or King Kong? Anyways, Maybe she's King most Kong. known. She's most known for the Conjuring series. She's mm-hmm. been in there. I, yeah. Anytime I see her face, I always associate mm-hmm. oh, Conjuring lady. Somebody's about to be haunted by a ghost. So <laughs> seeing her in this was kind of cool. And then seeing um, one of the Salamancas from Better Call Saul. I mean, or mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, which is the spinoff of Breaking Bad, Better Call right. Saul. But he is one of the one of the main characters of the Salamanca cartel. So seeing him playing a role where I'm, I was hoping for him Jack, to be a correct. good guy. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. for him to be a good guy, but he has bad written Just a all mustache, over. man. Yeah. All you gotta do is look at look at the stash. Well, <laughs> the stash, the stash. It wasn't the first clue for me. The stash. For well, I was like, it's kind of cool stash. You know, I'm, I'm stash hesitant right uh, now. Yeah, so. I was joking about the stash. I don't know. You good? But aside from that, you know him. Obviously, doing what he did, stabbing his uncle in the back, assuming, but then stealing the sword, you know, like that's mm-hmm. like, come on, bro, you ain't got no good intentions. You're stealing the sword at an auction, bro. Like, but you know, there's no yeah. honor among thieves, anyways. Anyways, between that, those two events, and then the fact that when they were fencing with when Jack and Kate, Kate. were fencing, I was like, okay, he's pushing her buttons on purpose, just trying to get mm-hmm. her to come in and make to make her look bad, trying to get her to make her look bad, and sure enough. He draws the the flagrant foul, <laughs> and right to which she, you know, she's smart. She's very smart. She she know she knows him. She reads people very well. Essentially, is what I've picked on so picked up I, so far. But I think I think the mom is also hiding something as well. In a mug. I mean, she's a freaking owner of a security. Uh, what's the security, security company? Yeah, she got the swords in in the crib. She got a few and, uh, skeletons in her closet. I think, man, yeah, and I'm, yeah, let's just jump into some conspiracies here, some like oh. things that I think is going down. Uh, for one, that that black market auction they held in the basement, um, mm-hmm. where you know the sword, the Ronin sword was up for auction, the outfit mm-hmm. was up for auction, and then the tracksuit mafia busts in there and they want the watch, and I'm like, dang, what? Whose watch could that be? And that's from the Avengers compound as well. Mm-hmm. I think, not, I not think, just the watch. I think it's Tony's watch. Mm-hmm. I think it's from Iron Man. And I don't know what kind of capabilities this watch can do. But as we saw in Endgame, and, you know, this has a lot of connections to Endgame, that he made right. the the watch, the uh, GPS time travel thing. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's some kind of tech that can help go, like, in quantum um in the quantum somebody, realm, somebody has bad motives and intentions. Somebody has right. bad motives and intentions with it. And, I think. and what's okay. what's crazy is like we 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 talk about how the MCU likes to tie things together. One thing that we've seen prevalent since Endgame is mm-hmm. Tony's dead, but he's not dead. Nah, he's everything leaving. that There's always he, some stuff behind. Right, like. Uh, in what far from home the glasses mm-hmm. he left for uh peter parker he that played a Quentin. significant role uh all the people he supposedly wrong in that movie mm-hmm. uh, including mysterio um what else have we seen shang chi uh, we saw um the 10 rings organization from iron man 3 mm-hmm. uh Eternals. I don't know if there was any Iron Man references in, in Eternals. I can't quite remember. Leader of the Avengers. Um, that's about it. I mean, it really wasn't Tony. I mean, essentially, he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like Black Widow. I can't. It's been a while since I've seen it. But what I'm 
the basis of the argument is Tony is still alive in that sense. Like the stuff he left behind, um, the technology we've seen in the Spider-Man trailers, like some of the Stark tech. I don't know if you've seen in that trailer. The octopus. Yes, the Stark yeah. tech coming off of uh, Spider-Man suit is on, you know, on Doc Ock. And I'm like, that's, like, Tony is not, and when I say Tony's not dead. His legacy lives on, like, in huge, huge part. Right. And they've given us clues, like, man, this dude and all the stuff that he's done is still prevalent in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think in this show, for sure, I think that watch is a Tony thing. I think, I don't know exactly what it does, but it could be quantum realm kind of things, but that's a Tony item, in my opinion. And I think that's going to be another part of it. Um, what else? The end of episode two, you see um, that character at the very end, uh, which seems like, head, I don't know if it could honcho. be the leader, head honcho, leader of the tracksuit mafia. Um, I'm trying to think of any other things that jumped out to me, but I know that watch one for sure jumped out mm-hmm. to me. And of course the mom, I think the mom is kind of shady. Um, but it's still kind of hard to see who is the, you know, they always come out with a big bad. I don't know who that could possibly be, but like you mentioned, um, I like what they've done to connect certain things so far with uh, what we've seen previously. Okay. So, a few of my thoughts about the show so far. Um, seek conspiracies, if you will. When they talked about, a, you know, under the table, black market, you know, auction. First thing I thought about, power broker. That was the first thing that came to mind for me. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was very power broker-esque that it got robbed, you know, quote unquote. It got robbed as that they were in the middle of only auction in the second or third item. Third item being whatever was whatever the hell was in that box or little chest or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but whatever they the had. The chest to do had the suit. Oh, the chest and had the, the suit. suit. Okay. Yeah, uh, the suit came open and Kate grabbed it. Okay. And the old boy grabbed the sword. The Jack grabbed the sword. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oops. Okay. So scratch that. I don't think the mom has anything to do. I think the mom is just very naive. She's looking for love in all mm-hmm. the wrong places, not to quote up a song in particular, but she seemed to be swept off her feet by the right guy. The right guy being Jack, this criminal, um, who's we're very certain he's got hands and he knows how to use a sword to fight. So he's got some, he's got a troubled past. I mean, I mean, a homie obviously possibly killed his uncle. Call it what you want. But mm-hmm. there's something that's there's something that we need to know there. There's foreshadowing, especially with the way that he handled the little duel that he had with Kate. Another thing, we have run into what one group of enemies that were wronged by Ronan. I think we probably will run into more. Now, the issue we're seeing here, and not not the issue, the cool thing I think we're seeing here in layers is the from the jump, the amount of grief or guilt that Clint was feeling during that stage play, that god awful stage play. Um, now I'm sure once I go back to this. <laughs> once i go back for the second viewing i'll be able to you know pick out some things that weren't you know some things that were like wait a minute is that an egg an easter egg right there mm-hmm. but for me at least he's he's having some trouble mentally in terms of just coming to grips yeah, about sure. everything that's that's taking place because you, you you got you know what four or five good friends that you you've done war with 
literally you've yeah. done intergalactic war with and two of them have died since then yeah two and yeah. a half because I, I mean steve steve roger i'm not sure what steve is up to him his old self but two and a half i'm just gonna i'm gonna say two and a half and that happens for steve two and a half have died um so yeah. i'm not sure how how that affects a superhero in that way but it's something we haven't on the big screen at least we haven't it hasn't been explored in great detail but i'm sure we're gonna go back and revisit that but mentally he's struggling on that end physically he's either partially or completely lost a hearing in one of his ears which they have done a very good job of making sure the viewer knows and understands that he it, there is something physically mm -hmm. going on with his ear because of the help of a hearing aid which is cool um a lot of people um a lot of people will be able to relate to that and it's something that's something that disney or marvel in this sense draws from realism we know that there are plenty of ailments there are plenty of circumstances there are plenty of situations um there are plenty of health situations that people have and to for them to acknowledge not only that one but you see the the puppy had a one blind eye or one partially mm -hmm. closed eye for them to acknowledge that as well is kind of just lending itself to we are drawing inspiration from items or situations that are real so it's it's a heads up to them and, and shout out to them for doing that um because i'm pretty sure that's a, a pretty remarkable thing to intentionally draw that up or put that out Another thing. Yeah. I didn't know this. My wife told me this because we were of course we were watching this. Um, I didn't know that one of the Russell brothers, the uh, the daughter, she's one of the roles. She's mm -hmm. Clint's, Clint's Clint's daughter. daughter. Like, I remember reading about mm -hmm. it, I was like, what role would she have? And I, yeah. I just it, anytime you see Russell and she's like, good too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she was act, she was acting the butt off, man. So yeah. we're gonna see how that goes. I'm pretty sure she's gonna be pretty pissed once she finds out what her pops been up to. Like, really? Like yeah. you know, been out here mentoring somebody else. She could have been mentoring me. Like, I'm supposed to be, you know, yeah. anyways. Two episodes, that's what I've drawn so far, but I gotta tell you, man, I don't know, I don't know where they're gonna go with this in terms of how this plot can be more intense than what it is, but it does yeah. it doesn't seem like a real threat Maybe. other than Clinton has to get back to his home or get back to the family right. within five days or whatever. But it's just, five days, yeah. Yeah. So and to piggyback off what off what you said about Clint having grief, just in mm. general, he's been through a lot, right? Yeah. I had this tweet that I I just started thinking before the episode dropped last night. I put uh Clint has had a low key crazy story arc in the MCU. Interested to see where they take it with this Hawkeye show. Then I mentioned mm -hmm. I said my dude Clint got brainwashed by Loki, put on house arrest after Civil War, went rogue as Ronan during Endgame, mm -hmm. lost Natasha. Now Yelena thinks he legit killed her after the Black Widow movie. Remember that post-credit where old girl pops up and was True. like... He lost his He gonna have to too. deal with her. He lost his, his family, family for, yeah, for, several, like, for several years, and then, of course, they came back. Uh -huh. but, yeah. So, not only that, but obviously, we know that there is, there is, mentally, there's something that goes on after you, I mean, realistically, after you kill somebody. We've seen this detailed in so many different walks of life. Uh, accumulation of bodies, uh, accumulation of body count. The more and more people you kill, the more and more that does you mentally. I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how that's going to be detailed in this show, but I'm sure they're going to visit it somehow because of the fact 
he has wants no association with that particular he hasn't taken ownership that hey this is me but he's mentioned so many times that this is dangerous any association with this costume is life risking mm-hmm. so for him to even acknowledge that and not to associate with himself just lets me know like when somebody who knows it they go into they somebody who runs into a burning building for a living saving people doesn't want any association with this image or this um symbol of death and destruction so i'm curious to see where it's gonna lead oh one other thing shout out to clayton english man uh my dog from the 85 south show so the one of the probably the second or third podcast that i started listening to religiously um aside from jenkins and jones podcast was the 85 mm-hmm. south show and one of the pioneers of course with, along with carlos miller dc young fly uh, Chico Bean was Clayton English mm-hmm. and he has a pretty significant role in this show so shout out to Clayton English uh, aka Sabado Domingo for chasing yeah. the bag man because I was like wait a minute is that but they showed like him going on a little website looking at the you know the um, the role players I was like is that no nah, that's not Clayton and sure mm-hmm. enough when I heard of his oh that's definitely Clayton English so uh, it, it's going to be pretty cool to see how my boy Grills has some more um, screen time that's not his that only part, episode. That part was pretty funny. It's that grills, man. <laughs> he said, "I got to stand like a black dude." He said, "I got to stand you. Got to make it look real, though." <laughs> that was dope, man. He said, "But yeah. you had fun, though, right?" <laughs> he said, <laughs> "Yeah, I did." <laughs> that was funny, that was man. Funny. Episodes one and two of Hawkeye streaming right now. Episode three next week episode six episodes total so we only got four more left till then you know the action's got to pick up like every episode I mean, you already there know was, the... there was a lot of action already so yeah man like it's gonna be gonna be crazy yeah gonna be crazy of course we'll be here next week to talk about episode three <laughs> and dane okay this is like my favorite topic that i put on here um right. as we mentioned it's thanksgiving happy thanksgiving again to you all and my question was, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um, and I'm going to answer first. I believe and I am very certain that my favorite dish is sweet potatoes in any form. That could be pie, could be yams. Um, that That's what I'm rolling with because, one, I got a sweet tooth like crazy and the way my folks make yams is just off the chain whether it's in the like more mashed potato form or like in like um sometimes they make it in the blocks with a little cinnamon on top all right it's undefeated um close second and only reason i put it second is because i eat it so often so i i mean yams too but yams really is a thanksgiving dish to in like in our family but mac and cheese is right there with the yams, like one and two. And the other question, Dane, and I kind of mentioned it off the top, a lot of people don't like their food to touch. I don't get that. I don't get that. Like my dad always say, it, it's all going to the same place. I like to mix my yams with the mashed or or yams with my mac and cheese sometimes, man. What do you think? My name is Dane Beasley. Welcome to my TED Talk. So, boom. We are here. I'm going to list out three because it'd be, I mean, I didn't know this question was going to be on here, so there's no way I could have telegraphed this, but 
Boom. Macaroni and cheese. Bacon macaroni and cheese. Specifically the crust burnt edges of the macaroni and cheese. Fresh out the oven. Oh, Multiple cheese. So now, like, got, oh, no, nah, you had your turn, brother. And, uh, first, <laughs> let, let me go back to something else. They're going to ask me a question. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to answer it first. Like, did you not realize the etiquette that you just sideswiped me with? It's supposed to be me. Anyways, the spe- okay. specifically, the corner the corner, Ooh. the 90 degree Location. angle of the, okay. the macaroni, the baked macaroni and cheese. It's got to be a little burnt. It's got to be a little so, brown. It's got to be. Yeah, it's, it's got look, those three corners, but that fourth corner got the curve because it was in look, the corner. Look, I've got it. When, when it's getting cut out with the spatula, I got to hear it a little bit. of Like I had here a little bit of crunch, just a little bit, not a lot. I, the rest needs to be macaroni sound. Though. You know, the macaroni sound. that sound. The rest <laughs> needs to be like that. Second. Second, and you can insert insert uh Vernon Davis clip here. Sweet potato <laughs> yams. Sweet potato yams. I, I saw that clip again yams. today. Sweet potato yams. Sweet potato <laughs> So that Damn. specifically touching those two need to touch on my plate. Thank they gotta you. touch and they gotta Thank mix. You. They gotta mix. And you know, I I don't, whatever I eat, I do not care if it touches because I, I'm going to eat it and it's my plate. If you want to separate your stuff, you can fine. Go ahead, sit with the, you know, the little kids in the five and five year old, <laughs> five year and under club. Like That's they facts, separate man. their kids too. They have their own little plates designed with different sections. You have your, your grains in yeah, one section, your greens in one section. Yeah, so sit with them at that kid, that table and then make sure you bring your sippy cup with you too. Grow you up. Child. Grow yeah, up. Facts. Third. This is tough. This is tough for me. Okay. But I'm just going to go out there and say it. Okay. I like my spinach and my greens. Which is sometimes, sometimes, underrated. sometimes I have both, but cutting out so many different, you know, stuff that you can eat. Like I've, my whole life, I've been a huge, excuse me. I've been a huge, 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 huge lover huge. in the, <laughs> huge lover of the the green family like we you know we all you know eat our greens and stuff like that but specifically with spinach like ever since popeyes like you know it's always sold to us like it'll make you strong and you know it's good for you and i always hated mm-hmm. it until the right person cooked it and ever since then like you know i always you know try unless they got you know bacon and stuff and i like keep that away from me like you got yeah. bacon and stuff in there i don't want no parts of that like leave that out of there hold it no i don't want to even smell it you feel me? Don't even like, smell it. I don't, I don't even want to smell it. But that's it for me. Um, so, yeah, man. I got another question. Oh, what's up, G? Shoot. Turkey or ham? Turkey. Um, I don't dine on the swine, brother. So, you can hold you can hold the ham uh, and keep it away from my yams. You feel me? So, I'm going to go with the turkey. <laughs> I'm a ham guy. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I've always hated ham. The pineapple on oh, the ham, too. Man, the pineapples. Just pineapples yeah, do belong on Just a little throwback. Oh, yeah, I feel, I feel, <laughs> um, I feel. One, one last thing. One last thing that uh, <laughs> for the people for people that are listening or watching, this is some advice um, that I, I I didn't have a problem personally when i used to do this but i, <laughs> okay. I stopped doing it because social media is crazy now don't post don't yes. post your plate 
stupid. I don't know why people do don't that. Don't post your play. Old, old girl, I threw down the day. Because some, somebody is going to find Somebody's something gonna to say your about shit. your damn play. Either your ashy-ass hand in the corner of the picture yeah. or your uh, overcooked. Well, we're going to talk about this man's skin cells on life support. In, the, in that little snippet, like <laughs> oh, I've never KD, seen something man. so no, bad. No, not poor KD, but that just looks oh um, my, like he like, had no, he had nothing to say but pull the broke card. You yeah, I'm like, bro, you call me broke? <laughs> that mean? Like you call me broke? Like what? I'm sitting here with lotion, my boy. Like what you? You think I'm supposed to be offended by that? Look, I'm broke, got, but I'm broke. <laughs> I ain't that broke. I got lotion. <laughs> And not and not only that, I got some expensive look. I got some of the natural uh vanilla bean butter. I got some of the, the natural baby lotion, which is very sensitive for you know, yeah. is intended for sensitive skin. Babies, of course. And of course I got, you know, what's the jerkers, I think. It's a big ass bottle of jerk. So I, you know, we I keep that thing yeah. on me too, KD. So you know what I'm saying? You wanna come, come around me, here, you yeah. will get lotion. <laughs> I, look, I might be broke, but guess what? Your boy ain't got no ash in sight. You smell me? Always stay protected. You oh, feel me? That's so, funny, man. And that's just yeah. disgusting. Like, that's just disgusting. Like, that's kind of ash that you get, like, right after you, in the middle of the triple digit heat of the summer, hopping out of the swimming pool, dry off and no lotion. That's what that is. That's what that looked like. Like, that's that's worse, bro. That's like a couple of days without lotion in your legs. <laughs> like, like, bro. You know, you literally like, you don't put lotion on yeah, for a few oh, days. Facts, facts, facts. That's, that's what facts. that looked like. Yeah. That looked like skin. Like, like that's, that's you know several... that episode. You know that episode of SpongeBob where he was out the water? And oh, he started like... drying up? <laughs> water. That was KD's legs, bro. I need, he said, I need it. <laughs> I need it. That was KD's legs. Was on no, SpongeBob. That's when a I few walked. days. That's a few days after your mom said, "Get your motherfucking ass back in the house and put some lotion." No, like that's a few days after that. <laughs> so his, his, come on, man. I know that guy back to his mom. Put on some lotion. <laughs> like I think it gave me some flashbacks, like crazy. Like, but that, Look, that's was when like, I was a kid, not no damn thirty year old. I was flinching. I was yeah. flinching. She walk out the house like that in front of your moms or your, you know even your sisters. You gonna get clowned on, like. I mean, this is me. I know my sister used to clown me. I, I didn't use to iron my clothes until I got to high school. And she yeah. clowned me. So coming out the house, Ashy, that was the least of my worries. Either <laughs> some, some Vaseline or some watered down aloe vera uh, knockoff lotion from Family Dollar. It was going to be applied to the crevices of the ash on my legs. Yeah. So KD, get, get your life together, man. Yeah. Oh, facts. Facts. Yeah, facts. Yeah. And then KD, get, the, get right, bro. Put some on the lips, too. But this is coming from yeah. a dude who don't brush his hair, so I mean, I we really can't be surprised. Uh, but... <laughs> I, I ain't gonna hey, chop him up too much. I should, I should post this clip on Twitter and see if he responds. Hell no! You gonna have a thousand? <laughs> you gonna have a thousand ashy ass people coming at us saying, "Yeah, y'all get y'all's lotion up asses up out." Like, no, yeah. don't do that. Don't poke that ashy ass bear. No, <laughs> we could. <laughs> oh man, this was this was a fun episode, man. Uh, we got on that topic because I was saying don't post your food on on Twitter because somebody nah. gonna find something wrong with it. Don't do your, it. Your, your turkey look dry. Man, you look overcooked, baby. Your food touching you. Yeah. Anyway, that's Did some advice some from the duo. On that, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's some some advice from us. Don't. Post your plate. Just enjoy your family. And look, enjoy your food. Leave all that those, good stuff. Enjoy leave, some football. Leave those tired ass arguments in the drafts about who needs to make the play first. Like, no, it don't matter about yeah. who gets to play first. Who as long serve as you get who? the plate and you say thank you to the person in the hands that yes. cooked it and prepared it. Leave them 
weak ass arguments alone. We don't need to revisit that. Like that's childish. Leave that alone. Talk about that amongst yourself. Complain to mm-hmm. your man. And I'm out. And then we out, man. Once again, episode 67. Dane and I, two years of the duo. We appreciate y'all that's been rocking with us from day one. And if you haven't been rocking with us since day one, we still appreciate you. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the family. Uh, welcome. We are here. You're welcome. We are here. We are here. Of course, you can check out this on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, our website, www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I haven't did a Twitter or social media drop in a minute. You can follow me at DF's Right Steps <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Dane, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> you can find me on Look, you can follow me once if you want to. If you don't, you I can find good. me I'm in s- the hey, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm done. No, you follow me at Dane BTX on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you you know, whatever. Uh, and the closeout will leave y'all a quote from Michael Irvin. <laughs> we're we're losing the recipes. <laughs> <laughs> man, Marco Irby on another level, man. I, I, that guy. Let's try to get him on the pot. <laughs> when he said that, when they were talking about the Lions or something, I was like, where did this come from? I it don't know. Essentially, the clip I'm referring to is Michael Irvin. He said, Basically, the, these new kids are, are different. He's like, young ladies not knowing how to cook. You're not learning from your mamas. We're, we're losing recipes. <laughs> like, he sounds like, just like him. It's crazy. Which is, let alone the misogynistic tone, but it's just like, why, how are we talking about this? We're talking about a horrible Detroit Lions franchise, and we're talking about the losing recipes. Like, crazy. But anywho, anyway. I want to leave y'all with that. Matter of fact, that's my new Twitter name. I'm changing it to a right now. Dane's changing his Twitter name. And we getting out this thing. The duo episode 67. Y'all have a happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs>